Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Relationships are hard, and that's why I'm here. Hey, friend, it's Cami Crawford. Think of me as your big sister slash audible BFF that you can always trust to give you the real tea. This is my show, Relationship, the advice podcast that covers all relationship topics, the good, the bad, and the straight up shitty. Need advice? Send your story to hello at relationshippod.com or DM me at relationship on IG and tune in for new episodes every Friday. Be sure to follow us and subscribe so you don't miss all the hot goss. And if you're loving the show, please leave us a review. Talk soon, bestie. Hey, everybody, and welcome to RealPod. I'm Victoria Garrick, former D1 athlete and mental health and body image advocate. Every Wednesday, I'll be bringing you awesome guests, weekly inspiration, and the realest conversations around everything and anything. Now let's get real. Welcome back to Real Pod, everyone. Today is a solo episode. That's right. It's just you and me. And we're going to be chit-chatting about the toxic messaging and diet cultureisms surrounding wedding culture and being a bride. Whether you are getting married soon, which so exciting, congratulations, or you already have gotten married, but you came for the tea, or maybe you just want to listen to this just because, or, you know, maybe you got prom or a graduation or something coming up, right? Your own sort of big day. And you might be feeling that pressure to lose weight or change yourself for that moment. Then great choice in episode because we're going to cover it all. Expectations, diet culture, photos, unsolicited comments from others about our body, pressure to look perfect. This is going to be a great time and I hope you enjoy it. I do want to acknowledge the privilege I have as someone who is in a body that is not being oppressed by the general world. So as a result, I'm not experiencing the same amount of pressure to lose weight or change my body the way that other humans are. This solo episode is important to me though because of my personal and past issues with food and body image. So I wanted to share with you all how I'm navigating that. Quick shout out to Kimmy. Kimmy left a five-star review titled, I'd give it 10 stars if I could. Absolutely obsessed with RealPod. The realness, honesty, and authenticity of the important topics and conversations have resonated with me so much. Thankful for Victoria for cultivating this community and creating a space for these convos. Love the podcast and everyone should listen. Kimmy, thank you so much. That review brought a huge, huge smile to my face. And I am so grateful for you tuning in and listening. 
Thank you to each and every one of you who takes the time out of your day to listen to RealPod. I am so, so appreciative. If you want to leave me a review and let me know how you're feeling, head over to iTunes, rate and review, or on Spotify, there's a new feature. You can just give a star rating. It really helps out the show and we very much appreciate it. And without further ado, let's get into this episode on why I'm not shedding for the wedding. Let's get into it. The amount of pressure and expectations put on your wedding day is insane. And it's honestly something that I feel like I didn't properly understand until getting engaged and becoming a bride. And then the conversations happen and you meet with a wedding planner if you do that, or you just start the process and you start to realize that a lot of the anxiety and the worries surrounding your wedding have to do with the expectations we have on our wedding and that society puts on it as a whole. And it's not just the aesthetic and the appearance side and how you look, which we're definitely gonna get into that, but it's also in general on just the experience of the wedding. I feel like each and every one of us has heard someone say, your wedding is going to be the happiest day of your life. That is so much pressure for a specific day to be the happiest day of my life. Something that keeps me up at night, and this is low-key embarrassing, but I've heard a lot of guys say this, whether it's on shows or podcasts or whatnot, and they're like, oh, the happiest day of my life was when I married my wife. And I'm like, okay, is Max going to say that? Is this going to be the happiest day of his life? Now I'm worrying, like, is it going to be my happiest day? Is it going to be his? Both of which, like, I can't really control. But something that helps me rationalize this all and just kind of bring it back down to earth is thinking about the floor. Max and I have this thing where we talk about, is the ceiling high? Is the floor high? You know, when you're like measuring events or things in your life. And I think with the wedding, it's for sure going to be a good day. Like you're marrying your person. And I think that's the thought that's been helping me overcome like these expectations about the experience is if I know for a fact that on this day, Max and I are going to be wed, right? And everyone that I love is going to be there. It's going to be a good day. Like there's no scenario where I'm like, that was the worst day of my life. There's maybe a scenario where I'm like, it wasn't the best day of my life, but that's okay. And so I think for me, I'm just feeling confident that I know it's going to be a good day. And then the rest from there, I'm just going to let the cards play out. I'm going to play it by ear. I'm sure it's going to be amazing. But if you're like me and you're struggling with the expectation about the experience, just remember that the floor is high. The floor is pretty high. On the other hand, there's these expectations about our appearance. And this is probably the biggest thing I think brides struggle with. It's a huge part of the culture around weddings and how we talk about them. And on your wedding day, there's a very well-known, unspoken, it is spoken though, expectation that you need to look the best you've ever looked. Like you need to be so jaw-droppingly beautiful that people are just blown away by your captivating beauty. And I'm talking like the transformation that Kylie Jenner made from the years of 2012 to 2018. Like we're supposed to do that, but without money, without plastic surgery and without Photoshop. Now I feel super passionate about explaining how ridiculous this is because not only is it not the point of the wedding, but bridal and wedding culture really emphasizes this idea that we have to 
completely <laughs> change ourselves from the inside out. No, like literally, I feel like people get engaged, ring goes on their finger. They're like, great, I've got one year to change everything about myself. Which, I mean, caveat, I mean, if your person is asking to marry you, they already love you for who you are. So the irony of wanting to change everything. But it's just not realistic. Like, I'm not going to look that different on my wedding day. Will I get my makeup and hair done? Yes. But unless like Makeup by Mario decides he wants to pop by and give me a beat, I'm not going to look that different, especially when it comes to the dress, right? And fitting into the dress. And we see this all the time in movies. Okay, my favorite wedding movie is Bride Wars. It is just amazing. Like, Kate Hudson in that movie is my spirit animal. I swear in like another life, I went to Max at his workplace and forced him to propose to me. Fortunately, he beat me to the point, but it's a great movie. However, there's like this piercing quote from that movie that I will never forget the first time I heard it. And it's when Kate Hudson's in the dressing room. She's trying on this beautiful Vera Wang gown. And the bridal consultant says, you don't alter Vera to fit you. You alter yourself to fit Vera. And I just remember watching that as a teenager, just like, I don't know, it struck me. And I bet a lot of, I'm hoping, I'm hoping some of you are nodding your heads right now. Like, yes, I remember that line. Others of you are like, Victoria, I've never seen this movie. What the hell are you talking about? But I heard this line and that's just the message, right? Think about how millions of people watch this movie. And like, that's part of the movie, right? Like one of the characters is trying to make Kate Hudson gain weight because like, God forbid you gain weight the months leading up to your wedding. And so just in the bridal culture, everyone is encouraged to become as small as they can become. And this is not just brides, right? It's grooms, it's bridesmaids, it's mothers of the brides, it's fathers. Honestly, most people involved in a wedding feel like they have to lose this weight, go on diets, crazy workout plans, and also look their best. And the thing about a dress is you have to pick your dress literally more than seven months out. And people's bodies change. Like it's just a unique experience in itself that the most expensive piece of clothing we've ever bought, presumably, we won't be able to wear for like eight to 10 months. And there's so much time in between that for our bodies to change. And I know there's a lot of people out there who fluctuate. Like Between the ages of, I'd say, 16 and 20, I fluctuated a lot once I really got balanced with my intuitive eating. And that is something I'm really comfortable with. I feel like I don't fluctuate a ton. Like when I was finalizing my dress, and I'll get into that story with you guys in a little bit, the consultant was like, do you fluctuate? And I was like, no, like, let's order the size that fits me today. Because I literally saw this TikTok, and I think this is a thing people do. They buy their dress a size or two smaller than it actually is so that they have quote unquote motivation to fit into it. And look, I have compassion for that because I did that in high school all the time. I would buy things that didn't fit me. So I would be motivated to right, lose the weight, fit into them. Spoiler, I never lost the weight. I never fit into them. They were always given to Goodwill or tossed. But the whole experience of finding a dress and the dress fittings puts this huge emphasis on our body. I mean, literally, right? It's like, what are we wearing on this big day? And of course you want to feel your best. You want to look cute. But then there's that balance of how do I not lose it completely during this process, but I still want to feel confident. On that note, I just want to share a few things that either happened to me or that were takeaways for me during my dress fittings, because I feel like it's a common experience for those to be kind of triggering or just an environment where you're walking into the unexpected. Everyone's freaking wired. You've got probably your mom, you've got a maid of honor, you've got your closest people there and you're hunting to have that moment that like you've dreamed of, right? Say yes to the dress. Cry, cry, cry. That didn't happen to me. We'll get there. Today's solo episode is brought to you by our partner, Athletic Greens. If you've been listening to RealPod, if you follow me on Instagram, you would know I am obsessed with Athletic Greens, as is Max. 
We drink it almost every single morning. And it is the easiest, easiest way to ensure you're getting the important nutrients that your body needs. Now, wait, before you're like, oh my gosh, I don't want to hear another thing about how I'm not healthy enough or what I need to do to change my eating or my body. That is not what this is. I love Athletic Greens because it is not about changing your body. It's not about how your body looks. It is just about adding important nutrients to your life in a really easy way that can literally benefit everyone. They really are just trying to help bring value to every single person and every single body with one tasty scoop of their AG1. Now, this is how it works. You put one tasty scoop of AG1 in a cup in the morning, which contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, greens, super blend, and more in just that serving. And then you add water, you stir it, and then you drink it and you're done. And then you can like check off the list. I've given my body some of the most important things it needs because that special blend of high quality bioavailable ingredients in just one scoop of AG1, it works together to fill the nutritional gaps in your diet, support energy and focus, aid with gut health and digestion, and support a healthy immune system. It effectively replaces lots of products or pills with just this one delicious drink. So arm your immune system with one convenient daily serving of AG1 by heading to athleticgreens.com slash realpod, where Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Once again, that's athleticgreens.com slash realpod, athleticgreens.com slash realpod, where you can receive a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. So one of the things I did was I went into the appointments with this mentality that the dresses wouldn't fit me perfectly. That's literally, before I walked in the door, I thought these will not fit me. I'm gonna need clips. I'm gonna need whatever it is. Maybe they're too big. Maybe they're too small. They're just not gonna fit. And I feel like the reality is that's not a failure. You're walking into a store. There's one, every dress, there's just one of each. It's most of the time a sample size. And it doesn't mean you're like a horrible person if this one dress in there doesn't fit you. You put it on and then you just look forward and you get the vibe of like, what could this be when it's catered and sculpted to my body? I will say there are comments that people will make throughout this process that are unfortunate. They're unsolicited. They're not necessary, but people say them and we have no control over what people say to us. Actually, at one of the appointments, this one bridal consultant just literally would not stop commenting on how long my torso was. And I don't think it was in a good way. She wasn't like, oh my God, your torso is so long. It's beautiful. She was like, well, you have a really long torso. So we should look at dresses that are this shape. And well, because of your long torso, the way that this flows at the way, like it was the weirdest thing ever. I think she made like seven comments about my torso. And I've like never had anyone do that in my life. I've never had anyone comment on my torso. Also, I feel like common sense is every girl wants to have long legs. So if she's telling me I have a long torso, I'm like, is this a backhanded complex? Like what's going on here? I just have gotten to this place in my life where when people make comments about my body, I almost view it as like, picture that annoying cousin or family member or person who says things and you just want to roll your eyes. Like I can't stand this person. Like, you know, those people in your life where they could be speaking and you're not even listening because you're just like looking or thinking about something else. And it's like in one ear, out the other. When I hear just the beginning of a comment about my body or something I know that I'm not going to like, I just turn it off. It's like Book of Mormon, turn it off. That's honestly what I do with all of these comments. And so for me, like she's in there talking about my torso and I'm just like looking at the dress, I'm stepping in. I'm like, I'm just not listening. 
Anyways, though, back to the experience of finding the dress. There's just so much pressure in the process and it really can cause a lot of anxiety and it can cause a lot of stress. And going back to the expectation of looking the best we've ever looked, I felt this pressure to find a dress that was insane. Like I wanted to find a dress that was absolutely perfect, everything I'd ever wanted. And if we get real for a second here, they all kind of look the same. Like they're all white. Like I honestly feel like you can't totally reinvent the wheel. I don't even want to reinvent the wheel because you want to look classic, right? You want to look traditional, whatever it is. A lot of dresses look similar. And after my like sixth appointment, I just felt so hopeless. I was like, I'm never going to find this dress that's going to lead up to me feeling like this is the best I've ever freaking looked. And there was actually one dress that I tried on in the store that everyone loved. My mom loved my maid of honor, loved it. And they're getting emotional. And I wanted so badly to just be done with the process. Like I wanted to feel like I found the dress and that this was over. And I started crying and everyone's like, oh my God, like you're having your moment. And, I, and I'm and i thinking, am I having my moment or am I just overwhelmed right now? There's so many things happening and I kind of felt panicked. And I was like, yeah, like I'm 99%. Like I needed to sleep on it. Of course I sleep on it. And I'm like, hell no, that's not my dress. Like I just, I didn't feel good about it in my gut. And honestly, the crying thing, you guys, that's another thing about the expectations on weddings. This idea that you're going to step into this dress and you're going to look in the mirror and cry and like all of your fairy tale dreams are going to come true. If that happened for you, I'm so happy for you. Good for you. That's amazing. I wish that would have happened for me, but it didn't. When I ended up finding my dress on my seventh appointment and second visit to this salon, I just put it on and was like, this is special. This feels great. I'm comfortable in it and I don't want to take it off. And then like I had a dream about it. And I, I just was like, yes, this, this is it. I felt happy. I felt like me. And I knew that I could lay my head on the pillow at night and know that that would be a dress I would feel really proud and excited to be wearing on my wedding day. And then I proceeded to unfollow every single bridal dress account on Instagram so that I wouldn't be tempted to cheat. And just, you know, I don't need that energy. I made the decision. It was hard unfollowing the accounts. Highly recommend that. Anyways, this tangent started because of shedding or sweating for the wedding. So here's my final two cents on why I'm not doing that. I struggled with food and my body for many years. And if you want the full story, I did an episode. It's called My Eating Disorder Story. It's got all the tea. But on a surface level, as someone who let dieting and body image and weight take up so much of my life and so much rent in my head. It stole so many moments, days, things from me, right? Just so consumed on how do I look in this? And I don't look good in the photos and X, Y, Z. That's why Christy Harrison calls it the life thief. She's like, dieting is the life thief because it really robs you of living your life in peace. And so it was just a no brainer for me to decide, like, I'm not gonna let that in for my wedding. Diets, body image, and my appearance, I'm just not gonna let them mess with me. To be distracted by calories and food would take me so far away from like what's really important on that day. And look, it's easier said than done. And I really feel like I'm at a great place with my relationship with food in my body. So I'm able to just be like, nope, not happening. And it was that no brainer. But for any of you guys struggling to like really let go of this hold that dieting in your body is going to have on you for your wedding, it's actually kind of funny when you zoom out on weddings. Here's what's happening in modern day times. You have found someone who you want to spend your entire life with, which freaking that's unreal. Oh my gosh. I mean, you found this person that you love, that treats you right, that respects you, you have an amazing time with, and you want to spend forever with them. And you're like, you know what? We want to make this official. I want to invite every single person I know and love to come witness me, stare this person in the eye and tell them I love them and I want to be with them forever. It's like really special. And the hopeless romantic in me gets chills thinking about what a wedding is. You're going to have this proclamation of love, right? Like in sickness and in health for better or worse, for richer or poor. I do. 
it's you, Max, if you're listening, (laughs) and you want to be with them. That's what this is about. All of the talk about you need to look a certain way to be able to do that, or you need to weigh X number on the scale, or so-and-so has to like the color flowers you chose. I mean, it's just ridiculous. It can be fun. It can be fun to plan the wedding, plan the decor. I get it. But don't lose sight of the value and the sake, is it sacredity, sanctity, sacredness of the day. Valentine's Day is just around the corner and whether you are celebrating with someone else or you're just trying to show yourself all of that love, Macy's has you covered with their gift finder and amazing gifts at any price, even $25 and under at macy's.com slash gift finder. Macy's gift finder is so easy to use and it has gifts for everyone at every price point. When I'm shopping for someone, it's like my mind goes blank. I have literally no idea what to get them, especially for like Valentine's Day when you want to kind of break the norm and you don't want to just get, you know, the basic things. You want to do something a bit more personal or a bit more unique or you have a unique budget. Well, Macy's.com slash gift finder has plenty of gift ideas. So you are guaranteed to find something for your Valentine or and for yourself. Whether it's cozy nights in, date nights out, celebrating Galentines, right? Get something for a girlfriend or even your fur babies, your little cat or your dog or your guinea pig or your bird or whatever you have in your house there. Maybe there's something for that little cutie. You can even find the most sought after gifts from Macy's best brands like the Martha Stewart Collection, Dior, Kendra Scott, and Coach. And don't forget to treat yourself, okay? Whether you're gonna get a delightful fragrance, new self-care beauty routine, jewelry, or that new pair of shoes you have been waiting for, you can find it all at Macy's. So head over to macy's.com slash gift finder. You can literally click under $25, under 50, under 100 gift cards. There's tons of options. It's all very cute and pink and red and seasonal, which is perfect. So seriously, your Valentine's shopping, look no further. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder. I know I will be doing that and getting something very cute for Max and of course myself. You know, when I got my photos back from our proposal, I remember this one picture. I thought my arm looked bad. It was like this photo of Max and I mid kiss, mid laugh. It's actually really a sweet picture. But what's the first thing we do when we look at a photo, right? We look at our body scanning for flaws. We analyze our smile. How do our teeth look? Is the smile genuine? Is my hair good? How does my outfit look? Was I sucking in? We have a photo and we scan. And so when I first looked at this photo, I saw my arm and I didn't like it. And it's wild that we do this because when you think about a photograph and you think about like our grandparents or the parents that they had and the parents that they had, the invention of a photo is iconic. I mean, what? People were just literally living moments. They had to freeze and let people paint pictures of them for, I don't know, whole days to then have a photo of like, this is what great aunt great aunt Sally looked like and you had that painting. And then eventually someone figures out how to create a camera and if the light hits it right, you can like capture the pixels of this thing. And then eventually they figure out how to add color to it. And it's not just black and white. And we're able to capture these moments forever. But as more photos happen, more cameras happen, all that stuff evolves over time. We just lose sight of what a photo is. And instead of taking photographs of moments and of memories, We alter our own reality and our life for the photograph, which is just ridiculous when you think about it. Like I've done this too. You take hundreds of selfies to then post the one picture that like you curated to be a moment that wasn't really natural. I mean, that's where like hashtag real post came from in the beginning as I was so obsessed with perfect photos that I was like, I got to stop this. But today the pressure around wedding photography is it's next level. I honestly feel like the consensus 
is almost your wedding day is only as good as its photos. And that's a real pressure. Like, I feel that. I have to remind myself that it's not about that. And like in choosing a photographer, I really wanted to find someone who I felt like understood me as a person, understood my relationship with Max, was very talented at what they did. So I could just let go of the reins and actually enjoy my day and then let someone just capture that day. And honestly, this is why I won't be doing a first look. Now, I'm going to explain to you guys why I'm not doing the first look because it's real pod. It's the tea. I want to share it with you guys. You're my besties. However, if you have done a first look, if you want to do a first look, I am not hating on that. My reason for not doing a first look ties very closely to my personal trauma surrounding photography. It's little T. It's not big trauma, but it's little T if you listen to my Mike Gervais episode. So my little T around photographs is that when I get in this mindset where I'm like so consumed with having a perfect photo and then posting it to Instagram and having everyone see it and like it and comment, I become a different person. Like I honestly tapped into a little bit of this on New Year's Eve because I was with three of my friends. We all looked really beautiful. We had these outfits on and we were filming TikToks. And they're like, let's film a few TikToks, ha, ha, ha. And I'm like, great. But then I get into my mode of like, okay, well, what's the sound we're going to use? Who's standing where? Is this going to go viral? And then I found myself like losing joy from my face on New Year's Eve, where I'm supposed to just be having a great night with this group of people trying to get like this perfect TikTok. And I caught myself in the moment and I was like, okay, give it up. Like we filmed it. It is what it is. We don't have to do it 10 times to make it perfect. And that, that was like a small glimpse of like my obsession with photos and how I used to be. So for me, when I think about a first look, this is the only way I see it. I see it as a moment where we have told a photographer where to stand. Max is awaiting my appearance. Honestly, this is how I see it. He's going to turn around. Like when I see these videos online, I I just could never. Max is going to turn around And what? He's supposed to cry instantly at the sight of me? I mean, I just can't. I laugh thinking about it. Like, yes, I want to look beautiful, but I don't think anyone's going to do anything to my makeup and my hair that's like that transcending that when I tap Max's shoulder and he turns around, he's going to like literally pass out at the sight of me. I mean, the whole thing makes me cringe. It makes me uncomfortable. I know it's not going to work for me. And then I'm like looking at these photos, like was his reaction, everything. And also it's kind of awkward. Like, are we going to hug that to me? Like you're curating the moment. I would rather have that moment down the aisle where like the pressure isn't about my appearance, but more so this moment of holy shit, I'm walking down the aisle. We're about to be wed. And look, I know people do first looks and it's not the way that I described it. For them, it's like this intimate moment with their person and they get to do their photos and get the photos out of the way so they can enjoy the night. I get it. I'm literally just explaining my approach to it, my take. So I'm not going to do a first look because I know it's just going to send me into this like spiral of these photos. And if Max doesn't cry, I'm going to be all bummed. Like I'm not beautiful enough and Max didn't cry. If that's another expectation on weddings is that your partner is supposed to cry. I mean, And I like to joke about it. I'm like, if I start walking down the aisle and Max doesn't cry, we will just run it back. I'll go back up. We'll restart the music and we'll take it from the top. Take two. But it's just absurd, right? I mean, he's going to react however he's going to react. Who knows how he's going to be feeling, how I'm going to be feeling. So I'm really trying to let go. And I want photos to be taken of the day and the day that's happening. And I'm not going to accommodate my life and our wedding for the photos. However, look, I'm not perfect. And I can't just do that that easily. I'm working to embody this. I do get anxious thinking about it. Also in part because of social media, right? Like with a platform, with an Instagram account that people view, 
that creator in me is like, are we going to get the shot? Are we going to get the TikTok? We're all dressed up for this one day. We got to get the content. But I just, I don't want to think about it. Like, I don't want to have my phone on my wedding day. I'm honestly thinking I might hire someone to take my phone that I trust and to just like go ham on content, just post to take the videos, do what they need to do. I wish I could put myself in another person's body with my phone to take the content of the day I'd want to take if I didn't have to live the day. I think I also get stressed thinking about how much has to happen on this day and like, is there enough time for that? So with the photos, honestly, just looking back on how are you going to feel? Is this capturing a moment? And what's really important to you? And as I sit here now wrapping up this episode with you guys, I think what comes to mind is what's really important. And also that this is kind of like a game day, right? Like this is a really big day and it's a big moment. And I think the athlete in me is like, I can't just wake up on that day and expect my emotions and everything to go perfectly in the way that I'd hoped. It might take some preparation. It might take some journaling. For anyone else feeling stressed, I would recommend like sitting down and I'm going to do this and I haven't done it yet, but I want to and write down like what's important to me. How do I want this day to feel? I want to be in the moment. I want to be present. I don't want to be looking at my phone. Are there people in your life who can support you, right? The same way I'm like, I'm going to have someone on my phone that will give me peace of mind that like someone else is doing a job and I don't have to worry about it. I also think too, you know, doing things that are unnatural make me uneasy. One of you actually DM'd me and said that the pressure to not see your fiance in like the 24 hours leading up to the ceremony caused you a lot of anxiety and you felt like you were avoiding each other in the hotel or wherever the venue is and you're trying not to see each other. And I resonate with that. I kind of want to like have breakfast with Max on wedding morning because I want to feel at peace. Like I want to feel connected to my person. And if there's anyone that makes me feel sane and peaceful and distressed, it's Max. So maybe that's something I'll do that's different is I'll have breakfast with Max on wedding morning. So just thinking about what you want the day to be for you and how can you set yourself up for success? The same way if you have a game or you have a big meeting or have something in your life, you're preparing, you're thinking it through, you're being intentional. So I want to get intentional about the things that I need for this experience to be a good time for me. And I think I'm going to do that. And lastly, all of this shit is really hard, okay? And there's a lot happening. And as much as we want to be mindful and peaceful and set intentions and turn them, not me, like literally countering everything I just said, someone could make a comment like you don't look good in that or that's how you want to do your hair X, Y, Z. And then you're sent back on your spiral. I think just being kind to yourself, you're doing the best you can. It's going to be a magnificent day and a magnificent moment because you get to make this commitment to your person. And like, how freaking amazing is that? I remember when I was in college and I would look at Max. Oh my God, I just want to marry this man. Like, I love him so much. He's amazing. You know, when you are in that crush phase and you're like, I hope he asked me to be his girlfriend or, you know, whoever your partner, your person is just getting back to that. Like it happened. Like you've got this person you want to be with. And that's the point of the day. That's what's so special. And even though diet culture and the expectations and family members and comments and all those things are going to pull us in different directions to just stay grounded with what's important. I hope this was helpful. I hope there was something in here that resonated with you that you can take away and apply to your big day, whether that's a wedding or graduation or whatever that might be. And I appreciate you for taking the time to listen to me vent and share and explain all of my thoughts around the matter. And I want to hear from you. So if you head over to the RealPod Instagram, I'm posting a photo today about the episode. I will be in the comments. I want to know what you thought. Let me know because this affects everyone in different ways. I feel like I could have kept going for hours. So let's keep this convo going. I can't wait to hear from you guys. So thanks again for tuning in and listening to this episode. I'll be back next week and I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of RealPod. If this hit home or helped you in some way, send it to a friend, a teammate, roomie, share the love, share the realness. New episodes of RealPod come out every single Wednesday. So make sure you are subscribed to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To leave a rating or review of the show, head to iTunes and let me know what you think. I love hearing from you. Not to mention, you can stay connected with RealPod throughout the week seeing behind the scenes info and sneak previews of upcoming guests by following the at RealPod account on Instagram. All information about today's show and guests will be linked in the description of this episode. Thanks again for listening. I love you guys so, so much. Let's go dominate the day. And as always, keep it real.